everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Carolyn Talks. I'm your host, Carolyn Hines, film critic and journalist. And this is the podcast slash YouTube channel where I talk to film creatives from around the world about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. And this is one of my special interviews for the 2023 New York Asian Film Festival. And today I am joined by filmmaker Jin Ong to talk about his feature film, Abang Attic. And um, this film got me very emotional because it's about two brothers who... Um, found each other during the most trying times of their lives and everything is not perfect because life is not perfect because these are illegal immigrants and migrants living in Malaysia and the film shows you how precarious their lives are there in Malaysia and this is something that anyone around the world if you're if they're in um, a migrant family or an immigrant family can relate to especially if they're illegal because there's a level of uncertainty that comes with the life of being an immigrant in another country. So the film talks about that, but it also talks about how things can go horribly wrong in an instant and how life changes vastly than anything we could ever anticipate. So I'm very happy to have director Ong to talk to me about this film. So thank you for joining me. Hi, Karin. Thanks. You, you, you can keep sharing. I, I would like to li- listen. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to ask my guests first to say a bit about themselves and what started them on their path to working in the film industry because no one's path is the same. Everyone's life journey is completely different. So what's got you started on becoming a filmmaker? Oh, wow. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, from the beginning, I'm I'm working in a recording company, Sony Music. I'm doing music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, until now, yeah, it's almost 20 years in Malaysia. Yeah. So uh, from recording company to radio station and then come back to music industry again. Okay. Why I, why I want to start to do a film production? Because uh, there's um, during 2008, 2008, that time, because we our company is starting having a in-house artist management department. Since you have your own artist, then you must create a lot of things for them. Mm-hmm. Actually, like um, because we are not a production company, that's why if you are keep your artist just waiting, someone to call your artist to do the drama shooting or TV shooting, there's a you you need so long time. So on that time, I just think that hey, why not I can learn myself? I, I go and learn how to do production, do the drama. That's why I starting to do the production is from TV drama, idol drama. We call in Asia idol drama at that mm-hmm. time. So I have been produced for TV drama. Then after the TV drama, then I changed to my first movie, film production. Yeah, this is the way that I do until now. But until now, I already pro- produced about uh, seven to eight feature uh, uh, film movie. So uh, this is how I'm till doing until now. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm glad I asked because I would have never like coming from working in the recording industry to film, like, again, like, I've never spoken to a director that had that exact background. So see, it's all, I'm always happy to ask a question like that. And it's actually, I was going to ask this question later, but I'll actually ask it now because it's a segue into talking about the film. I love the score for this film. I love how, I love how classical it is. And it's very, um, it's very, it doesn't, push the film and I don't think it's emotionally manipulative for the audience it's more about supporting the story and the supporting the characters you know and helping the audience like I always I always love it when um when the score for a film supports the story more than drives it because there are some films where you can where it feels like the the composer and the director is trying to 
get the audience to emote with the film you know to like emotionally connect to the film but in a forced way the score for this film doesn't do that and i love the violin it's one of my favorite it is my favorite instrument and i love how it is featured very heavily in the score so i want you to talk now about first thing first finding a composer and working with your composer your music director for this film and finding the i guess you could say the musical identity for this film because it like the music i think plays a lot um, a, a, it's almost like a character in the film itself. So talk about working the music and coming up with a music identity for the film. Wow, I should record down because I actually <laughs> said to my to Ryota, yeah, his name is Ryota, my composer. Mm. Ryota is a Japan Japan mix, Malaysia. It's a mix. And then uh, Ryota also, he's staying in Malaysia. He also holding the red IC, you know, red identity card also similar, like no mm. identity card. You also don't have such benefit as a normal citizen. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So Ryota, oh, oh yeah, I thank, thank you. I, I just say thank you to you because the scoring almost killed him. <laughs> was his first time doing the score, um, film scoring and then uh, you know why I'm I, I looking for him because uh, um, because he actually he is an artist he's a singer mm. he's a, uh, he, he composed he released the first album but during the album launch is a pandemic mm. <laughs> so, um, he got no actually he's quite alone quite lonely and then no family member he's always alone and then uh, during pandemic, every, everybody is getting not good. So that time when I came off this project, I just think that because I like his mu music a lot, I just think maybe you can try to... That's why I invite him to join this project, mm. to do the scoring. But he said, I don't know, I didn't... I didn't. I said, never mind. You join me from first day when I kick off this project. You're starting from pro production team to directing team then you go through whole process. You feel the story. You feel everything. Then you start to do the music. Then it will be the right for you. Yeah, he, he has been go through, and then until now, uh, you are not the first one choose to mention about the score, the music score. Uh, I I've been heard that in during in Italy, the five some of the audience also because very impressive of the music. Mm -hmm. Then because I told you that because my background is from music recording company that's why i also very sensitive and very particular in what kind of music i want to do what kind of music is suitable apply to to the movie so uh we i i i i think i can say that between myself and riota we have a lot of chemistry mm -hmm. that's why we work a lot of things but uh because it's very tiny budget so some <laughs> of the <laughs> instrument we are not able to afford, we cannot use the real one. We try to do the, <laughs> yeah, do the, but, uh, at last, uh, as what you heard is, I'm, I'm, actually, for me, it's very perfect variety. Yeah. Mm. So I have to ask because during you mentioned, like, I think from now on, we, every film that we will ever watch would have been made through during the pandemic. And I, I and I've been talking about this with a few filmmakers where, being in the being in the pandemic especially for those who had to be isolated like i had covid twice and i had to self-isolate both times so there is this, i think there's a sense of very palpable sense of loneliness that other people who hadn't had to um isolate or whatever can understand 
But I want to ask you if when you were speaking with Ryota about the script and like getting the feel of the film, if if you guys talked about him bringing his own sense of loneliness into the score, because the thing about this, these two characters is about these two, these two brothers is even though they're together, they're very lonely people individually, like they feel very isolated because, for instance, Abang is he he has the most responsibility. So he feels, I think, a sense of loneliness and isolation from that because he thinks he has to carry the weight of their bond and their safety on his shoulders. Whereas Addy, he's isolated because he's um, very, um, he's very reactionary and he doesn't really think about his actions, which is one of the things that leads to everything that happens. But he, in a way, I think feels isolated from a monk because of that. Cause so like they're together, they love each other. They have like such a profound love, but they're very lonely individuals. So I want, and I got that through the score, like the score gives, and I think that's one of the things about the violin. The violin is so good at getting those kind of emotions conveyed. So did you speak to Ryota about bringing perhaps his own experience with loneliness and isolation into the score? Um, I think it's more, I, I, I mean, when he joined the project, I mm-hmm. think the whole process is more, uh, uh, more inspired him. To create the music, the ah, score. Okay. Yeah, because he never do any kind of the um, film scoring. That's why I encourage he encourage him to join the project. Even the all the rehearsal, you see, when they the actors the abang and they do all the rehearsal, he's there. Oh, so okay. He can feel directly, so he can feel he can understand the emotional. Of course, after the shooting, when we starting do the music. He also facing the challenging because uh, there's a, so many types of music can apply in the film, mm-hmm. right? So which particular instrument that he's supposed to do, but he know he want to do the piano and violin. And then I say, uh, yeah, maybe you can show me what kind of thing. Of course, in between this, uh, we also, my, my editor, my editor also is one of the uh, very uh, smart guy. He will provide some reference, preference, some preference mm-hmm. in the certain scene. He said, this scene, if you provide, you put this kind of music and then you will blah, blah, blah. So because there's some of the preferences there, so it's make Ryota, it's more easier to get into it, to make the right things. Actually, the most uh, difficult thing is the piano line. You know, I reject him more than 10 times. He only the piano line. You see, there's a piano line at the end. The violin, the violin part, the orchestra part, no problem. The piano, he say, hey, come on, director, what you want, what you want. <laughs> I say, yeah, just do the right thing until I say yes. <laughs> mm. Right. Okay. So you had, so you had these two particular standout instruments, the piano and the violin, which are as um, I'm, I'm a kind of person that loves to find symmetry things and like for and in this film i think there's a lot of symmetry in like there's twos and like duels so like there's a piano the violin Mm -hmm. um both are string instruments but in completely different ways and like i think i think i kind of see um abang and adi like the same because they they both inject a specific type of energy into the film and so first i want to talk about the casting because the casting for this these two characters in particular has to work because they have such a, a, a profound connection to each other and like they're not blood related but these are two um, men who found each other as boys and they had to grow through life the worst situations of their life as two young children and they had to grow up and but they're one of the scenes i think and that i think i i really want to talk about is one when it's the party for money for her birthday 
And um, Jack and, uh, sorry, I was just going to say Jack because the actor's name is Jack, but is Addie and Abang are dancing and they're like, they're slow dancing and then they just get really close together and they hug, but like you can just see them communicating with their eyes. And there's so much chemistry that happens in there. And this, like there, this whole conversation about, trust me, I trust you. I love you. I always love you because just before that happened, um, there was a whole conversation about who, um, if if Abang would ever marry and leave Adi, you know, he has this uh, he has this idea in his head that he will get uh, um, left alone. So talk about the casting, because that casting for these two characters has to work. And like they're like the violin and the piano, same backstory, same, um, same. They have to play the same instruments, but they operate completely differently. Uh, the, the, the dancing, right? Mm-hmm. The music, everything. Okay. I, you, yes, you're going he's, to he's fine. I, he's wonderful. Go for the language. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. See you later. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to talk about the, the dancing. Actually, that scene, uh, when I'm doing the script, the scene is my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene. I took, a, uh, I took more than eight hours to shoot that. Scene mm-hmm. because uh I only allowed to shoot per day twelve hours. I already spent eight hours for that scene only. Yeah, so my AD almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. it was worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, I like the. No, Karen, you 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 look you watch very detailedly, and then you can share a lot of things. Then bring me back to that time when I shooting just now when I listen to you to describe the things uh-huh. when, and the music as well. So um, yeah. Uh, you you you. The question is uh the two cast right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually um like because Abang is a Taiwan Taiwan from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And that is a Malaysian. Okay. Uh, of course, we, we, we do a lot of the meetup, uh, online meeting. And then uh, when he, he came early and then stay in Malaysia, and then uh, Adi, Jack, every day accompany him, just like a brother stay together mm-hmm. and to build the, build, build the relationship between them to get more closer. And then uh, uh actually um Abang Kang Ren, Kang Ren, the real name Kang Ren, Abang is a very good actor. Yeah. He's very good and then he's very experienced. And then he actually he guide me, he teach me sometimes. He teach me sometimes how to do it because for me, I'm the first director, I'm I'm very also. But mm-hmm. he do a lot of things and then he we have a lot of a lot of uh, rehearsal, especially for the sign language. The sign language. Yes. There's a hardest part in this movie. And then uh, for Adi, because Adi is uh, is my artist, my in-house artist. He has been following me 13 years already. I know him. So uh, based on this kind of the situation, so uh, for me, I'm glad that we do a lot of the pre-preparation, the prep, mm-hmm. when we do a lot of things and then we do a lot of rehearsal. So that's why when we are do on set, Everything is going smooth, and then uh, everything is very quick into the mood and the scene and the story and the character. Yeah, so the cast for me is it's okay so far. It's not so 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 uh, so difficult. I mean, in the cast, the the main thing is how to make the Taiwan actors look like Malaysian. Yeah, 
Yeah, but for him, he already, he self-prepared a lot of things. First day he came, he started sunburn, sunburn every day <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> yeah, so he's very proficient now. Yeah, because I know like um, the actor, um, Kang Ren, um, he's not that dark naturally. He's like yes. naturally skin. So when I was watching the film, I was like, exactly how much did he go <laughs> to the yeah, tanning yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's every day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. so we talked a bit about the the chemistry so like the other thing about this um this story that you mentioned the character of abang is taiwanese and the character of adi is um, malaysian so this is um i think where the film is again as many centered mm-hmm. around their experience as illegal immigrants and as migrants and there is and this is apart from the loneliness there's also this sense of fear that is out that's present in th- throughout the whole film because for for people who are um, living in a country illegally um, and they don't have their papers they 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 everything is a risk every move they make is a potential risk because they don't know if the person that is around them can sell them out to the police can like to let the police know that they're let that they're living there illegally if they take a job they have to do it secretly you know it's not it's a job off the book so they can't file for taxes they can't file for income tax, you know, so there's no benefits from that. They get paid under the table, which means they have to take the risk of being underpaid for labor, you know, like they're not protected by labor laws or anything like that. And then there is the uh, the sense of fear. And this is something that Abang really talks about at the end. And that scene had me because he's like, my life is terrible. He's like, you know, he's like, how can I have hope when everything about my life is terrible? Because not only is he an illegal immigrant living in Malaysia, but he's also a deaf and mute man. So that's being disabled in a society where he's already disenfranchised, you know, where he's already being pushed to live on the outside of society. It's like, for him, it's like, what is there for me? So talk about making this your your story about, a, first of all, I think a disabled character, because I think that's very important, but then also having a disabled immigrant, illegal immigrant migrant worker as your, as one of, as your, one of your main leads. Yeah, actually, uh, I try to, yeah, even the story is talk about the identity, okay, mm-hmm. and then the, because everyone is looking for the identity, including the money, the mm-hmm. name, yeah, the translation, he also, she also need the identity that she are the real woman, okay, mm-hmm. for Abang Ade, of course, they need the IC, for the migrant or for the foreign worker, they also Everyone need that, but for me, this story, this kind of the issue is a background. It's a background. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is I want to focus back to the the human love. Actually, my I always want to talk about the love. You know why? Because I think um, love is a very powerful thing. Yes, in inside the human, and then you see, Aban can stay stronger because the love he loves his brothers he want to keep him well and then uh want to stay together forever because in this world uh they got nothing they only have each other mm-hmm. yeah so the connection is very close so uh that's why if i that's why the background because through 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 their point of view uh the, their anger then you can see what happened in malaysia of this issue but uh for me i'm not because some of the audience share with me say that uh how come this person uh, like the social worker or the money what was their what's their other side of the story because I say if 
I want to talk about the identity. There's a lot of things to talk. That's why I only focus to the these two brothers. Mm-hmm. I I want to um share the real the real message is uh love is the real to keep them survive. Honestly, yes. And then uh, of course my intention is not to make people cry. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, at last, uh, you see, um, yeah, uh, actually, yes, I, when every time when I go through, especially when I'm doing the script, that stage, the, that, that stage, when I'm doing the, especially Abang's dialogue, even it's a sign language, but there's a dialogue mm-hmm. in the script, I, I feel sad as well because I say, how come there's uh, people like, can 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 survive in this world. <laughs> they just like a soul in this land. They cannot go anywhere. When they are born here, they just stay here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very sad. It's a very sad. But I not consider this a sad story. At last, at least at the end, there's a hope. You see, Abang sacrificed himself to make Adi to get a new life. You saw this is. The 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 you then you know the abang the love from abang is so huge, so uh this is the main purpose that I want to do this story honestly, but for the identity issue the social issue the thing is just the background to support this story to let uh maybe out of Malaysia the the, the audience out of Malaysia know what happened in I I believe there's a lot there's the same issue in different country mm-hmm. even in Italy. Everywhere God, but Malaysia situation is like that. The mm. the, the 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 government, the police, the immigration, everything you watch in the film is the real one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. no, I understand you wanted to talk about the love because even in talking about the identity and the immigration, and all of that, everything of that is everything is tied into the love that Abang has for Adi because he keeps them going. When even Adi himself is frustrated, you know, he's like the one telling him, we can do this right. You know, like he's like, if you're making money, make money the right way. And he's doing that because he loves Adi. You know, he wants the best for Adi. He doesn't want Adi to put himself at risk. You know, he doesn't want Adi to to stop his own chance of having a better future. You know, because yeah. as I mentioned, everything they do is a risk. But and he he's when he admonishes Addy, it's not because he judges Addy or he condemns and he's like, I don't want you to get yourself in harm's way. You know, he's doing this because he's like, I love you and I don't want you to see you end up so end up in a worse situation than we are now. So that's the other thing. And like, yeah, the love is the driving force for this film because I looked up the name of the film, the meaning, because I I noticed um Addy's name is just ADI, but the name of the film has ADIK. So I was like, this has to mean something. So I looked it up and in and in Melee, it means basically brother, brother, but also particularly older brother, younger brother. Yes, hey. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like the story is about this brotherly love and i think also this is another conversation i had recently is about the i think a romantic love but it's not like a sexual romance it's like they have such a their love is just so profound and so deep and all-encompassing like you said like abans love is so big you yep. know like he his love extends to like everything surrounding Addy. like he wants everything that he wants for Addy has to come from that love you know and um and like even in scenes like where money where like Addy is making fun of money he's like don't make fun of our money because money helped us money has been helping us all these years mm-hmm. and he's doing that because he wants to show 
Addy a better way, you know? He's like, don't make fun of people just because you can, you know? Like, don't do these things. He's like, I want you to find your father, not mm. because I want you to leave me, but because I want you to find this part of your past, you know? He's like, I want you to have more re- i want you to have a, a, a love apart from me because he's like there's so much more love to give but adi kind of doesn't understand that he thinks in his head that maybe abang wants to get rid of him but adi but, but abang is doing that because he's like there's so much love to give like we can find someone else to fit in this pocket of love which is your dad mm. yeah because uh because of the uh in the story is we know uh what abang did what adi did but but for each character, there's a story that I wrote for them. That because from the very, very before Abang meet Adi when they are small, supposedly Abang is he want to he want to die. He want to because parents is no longer already die in the fire. That, and then somehow he cannot talk. So he there's no point for him to keep survive in this world until he meet Adi. And then when the, the first time he meet the younger Adi, he just sudden think that. I need to protect this young boy. Mm-hmm. So this young boy become uh, the 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 point to make Abang to keep survive. Yeah. But now that's why uh, if you if you you know that from the firm beginning, I put a one two sentence a poem. The poem is from a, is the poem is shadow. I just put two sentences there mm-hmm. because I want to mean that it's mean that actually Abang's just like shadow. You know, shadow is always follow us. Yeah. It's like a shadow protecting Adi. So he always follow and follow him. Even we know when you want to see the shadow only under the light. That's why the shadow is is in the dark side, the mm-hmm. love dark side. So it's very deep. But um uh, this is one of the points I want to bring up, but I didn't mention it so much. I just let the audience to catch what point he can understand. It's okay. But um, for me, uh, Abang is, uh, yeah, sometimes I just also ask myself, is there any kind of this kind of people in this world, in, the, in this real world? Is there any kind of these people? Maybe yes. <laughs> Who knows? Love can be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, um, like you said, like, for instance, uh, for a shadow can't exist without light, you know, there has to be some source of light for a shadow to exist. And yeah, Abang is like that. He's this protective curving, but also he's the light to basically guide Adi because he wants him to do better. Yeah. Um, we have to wrap up soon. I have quite time for one more question. I want to ask you something with regards to language because as 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 mm-hmm. I said, like Ada, um, Abang is deaf mute, so he uses he can uses sign language, yeah. and um and I thought it was interesting that while he uses sign language, he he also reads lips. And he has some sense of hearing left. But I noticed that Adi doesn't respond in sign language. And I wanted to ask you about the choice for having Adi not speak, uh, speak in sign language, but also about if it's a dialect, because I know there's regional dialects of um, sign language. Like, for instance, Korean sign language is different to ASL and mm. ESL. So is there like um, a particular form of a dialect of sign language in Malaysia? In Malaysia? Mm. And what was the reason for having Adi not responding in sign language? Oh, okay. Um, okay. For Abang sign language, I just say that uh, that's a different sign language. Yes, you are right. In Malaysia, the 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 teacher, the sign language teachers, uh, share with us say that if you are not so high educated, the people, mm. the using different sign language. Mm-hmm. So like Abang's the background is a poverty. Uh, this a poor family, so normally they are not have so much education. So their sign language is totally different. Mm. So, 
because uh, Abang, because it's a story of this character, uh, when he's small, the parents, before he died, they, 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 they send him to the sign language. So he know a little bit. So he slowly, slowly learn. And then for Adi, of course, yeah, Adi is a normal, just normal. But because Adi met Abang, so Abang teach him. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, from the very, very beginning, when I do this character, Abang is not a mute. He's not totally mute. He still mm-hmm. can listen. But it's, uh, but the family, the parents is not, is not healthy family. So there's some um, sick, sick between the years so he cannot listen and then slowly slowly become he don't he won't talk right so yeah, that's why but he can he can know the uh the lip sign because from the teachers share the information to me right uh most of the sign part of the sign language people they they can they can they can understand mm-hmm. as i apply this element to the abang and Adi as well. So, and then we get the advice from the teacher also, if these two brothers is staying very long time, so they actually, even just eye contact, they also understand what they want to do. Mm. <laughs> right. And um, so my very, very last question is, okay. <laughs> <laughs> before Jake comes and tells me, go. Uh, so my very, very last question is, because this film is so much about love and so much about um, hopeful and finding hope even in the most darkest times, when has there ever been a moment during throughout your entire filmmaking career where you felt like you were like you were stuck you know like maybe there you were just like this like because filmmaking is so hard it's so complicated you're literally telling a story from nothing you know you're building everything from the ground up make make is i always think filmmaking is magic because you got to create a whole world from basically nothing so has there ever been a moment where you had to really inspire yourself or maybe had your own personal um a bang to come and inspire you and say you can keep doing this Jane. like what like, have you ever had an experience like that oh i think i have a good team mm. I have a great team to help me even in even my dop mm-hmm. my director of photography from india uh, my executive producer Shinjeli also a very is uh, a famous superstar in asia mm. and then uh, the cast as well my AD, my first AD is a very, uh, very experienced uh, AD to help me, to guide me a lot of things. Even my hair, my stylish. <laughs> you see, everyone is helping me. That's why I, mm-hmm. I consider this project is very full of love, honestly, and blessing because everyone is helping this project because everyone is love this story. So since I'm a first time, even I'm producer before, but I... I, I try to open my heart to listen more and get more. That's why uh, during the prep uh, the prep period, uh, mm-hmm. we do a lot of the discussion and rehearsal. That's why, because I know we have, we, we have very tight budget to do the shooting day. We only allow to shoot 25 days. So I cannot miss out anything during the shooting day. That's why we do a lot of things before the shoot day. So uh, yeah, that's why I say it's a great team to make me uh, more confident. Yeah, it's a it's a filmmaking <laughs> endeavor. Like you, uh, like every everyone has to come together and make your to make the vision come no, alive. But one more thing is like, like doing the script almost kill me also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a god job. <laughs> it's not a human. <laughs> it was a labor of love. It was a labor of love. <laughs> okay, but I, I I can say that when I wrote the last scene when they last meet up, after I do and I also cry when I read the script. I also cry on that time. Mm. There are a lot of time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. 
I'm happy. The film is we are done. <laughs> yes, it, it has all ended. And now you have the fruits of your labor. <laughs> this is there no, to show no, you. You're no. just like this. You're just like this was really love. I really love this script. So I'm gonna make this happen. It's a blessing for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to you, Jenna, to everyone involved with making this film. I think it's a beautiful film, and just like also, like you truly got me in the feels. I was like, oh, poor Abang, poor Adi, <laughs> Adi in the bus. I was like, hold it together, Adi. Hold it <laughs> um, and money, like they were all great. Um, thank you so much for speaking with Thanks me, Ben. And congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. So hope to see you in future. But I would love to. Like I always want to meet everyone in in the future. Are you Are you going to be at TIFF this year by any chance? I'm because I'm covering TIFF as well. Oh, uh, I'm awaiting the Toronto. See whether got chance to bring this film to Toronto or not. Oh, they haven't made the decision as uh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh. In halfway, halfway. Yeah, oh, okay. cross. <laughs> Fingers crossed and we get to talk and chat in person. Yay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyway, right. thank you. Nice to meet you. Thanks, you. Nice to meet you yeah. too. Have a good day. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your evening. Bye-bye. Yeah, love, Bye. love, 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 love. <laughs> Finger hurts, finger hurts. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye. So everyone, that was another episode of Caroline Toss. And today I was joined by director and writer, Jin Ong to talk about his um very emotional and very um dramatic and I think and and just like a beautiful film called Abang Attic. And um like honestly, I got emotional. These two characters, oh, it's like these two brothers, it just like rend my heart. But it's a beautiful film um about love. I think about having people who believe in you and trust you and so want the best for you, who can support your vision and want to see you like truly succeed that's the main like, as we had in talked about in our discussion especially close to the end like um it's like about having people who truly love you like their love between these two brothers is so beautiful to see and i think the scene with them dancing is probably one of my favorite scenes from any film this year that i've seen so far it's like truly a beautiful sequence um so again congratulations to Jin and the entire cast and the entire production team and I hope I do get to meet him at TIFF this year so fingers crossed that he, his film gets uh, platformed and um, as usual I, I'll begin my wrap up here oh and thanks to Vincent Vincent wasn't able Vincent was last night he was there but then he was gone but thanks to Vincent nonetheless for um, <laughs> being there actually had a question to ask him about language and like um, using and language and interpretation in the film um, I, it was a genuine question I did have to ask him but um, again thank you so much for Vincent for being here today and also for our previous interview that he helped me with and um, you can find this episode of Karen and Tossing video format on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at sign Carolyn underscore Heinz. And find um, links in my all three page to these podcast episodes as well as the YouTube versions and all of my written work on my R3 page. That's A-U-T-H or R-Y.com slash Carolyn Heinz. Interviews, film reviews, film analysis, op-eds, all of the, everything um related to film uh, on there um as well my handle on twitter instagram and tiktok is at carrie cnh12 that's c-a-r-r-i-e cnh12 usually in my pinned tweets you can find um some of my recently published work pinned there and also i made posts of my published work on my instagram page as well and um let me see i'm trying to figure out if i've missed anything Support the WG and the S and Psych after strike fairness and equity and equitable um, living wages. I, I I support the workers. I I support them getting live um livable wages, fair treatment, 
equity residuals these studios need to pay up and pay these people what they have earned and what is owed to them um <laughs> that's unions hashtag union strong um I'll, I'll sign off here again thank you so much to jen for speaking to me i wish we had more time i always wish for more time for my interviews because i always have so many questions and observations to share um but until the next episode of caroline talks everyone stay safe bye